Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Father in the name of Jesus Christ as we come before you Lord. We pray that Heavenly Father, you come and speak to us, my King of Kings. Call upon the Spirit of the Living God. Come and minister to somebody. Come and speak through me, King of Kings, as you encourage us, as you rebuke my Father, Lord, as rebuild in the name above every other name. And once all is said and done, my Father will bring back the glory to you because it belongs to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Are you ready for the word? Say amen wherever you are. I can hear you, you know. <laughs> Today I want to speak on a subject I've called steadfastness in an unstable world. Steadfastness in an unstable world. Amen. This evening we want to pray for the spirit of steadfastness. Hallelujah. Why? Because we live in an predictable world. The world we live in is unpredictable. You cannot predict tomorrow. You know you don't know what's coming tomorrow. And uh, the truth is that we are living in the last days. We are living in the last days, and the Bible calls them evil days. Evil days. You see, you see um, what is coming is more chaotic than what we see right now. But how are we going, uh, going to, uh, to, to hold ourselves? We must be steadfast, even when it's unpredictable, the world in which we live. It is a chaotic world, full of chaos. For those of us who are in the UK, right now we are, we are struggling with fuel, you know? Fuel, fuel. Who knew a few weeks ago that would be in this position? Nobody knew. Now people are flexing muscles at petrol stations because of, of fuel. The world in which we live is an evil world, my friend. We have seen this in the last almost two years. The pandemic has hit left, center, and right. The world in which we live is a broken one. The people are broken. <laughs> we are all broken people in need of God. That's why as that song was saying, we, we, st we stand in his grace. We need his grace. We need his grace. People are broken. And broken people in turn break others. You understand that? So we have shut, we ha we, all, all we have right now is, is shattered and, and broken dreams. They are broken relationships. You have broken marriages. You've got broken teenagers. You've got broken adults. <laughs> As you have been following the news, for those of you in the UK, you notice that right now there's a debate of whether to call the police, when, especially for ladies, to call the police when they're in trouble. Because a few months ago, one, one, one policeman really murdered one of the girls here. And some people are saying, instead of calling the police, I'll call so-and-so. And, -so. and it's, what's going on? We have got broken adults, broken older people, broken bodies, riddled with sickness and disease. And the pandemic, like I said earlier, has exacerbated all this brokenness. 
it came to amplify what is already here. And because of all that brokenness, many, especially who are, you know, of the Christian fraternity, all our brothers and sisters who are of the faith, they have let go of their hold onto God. They have lost their faith in him and are now questioning him. They begin to question, is God really God? Is his word true? And this is Christians. Maybe that's you listening to me right now. You're going through a, a, a situation that you're wondering what's going on because of the brokenness in which we live. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ speaks of a widow who was persistent in her prayer. In Luke, we find that in Luke chapter 18. This woman was persistent in her prayer. Even though she did not receive answers immediately, she kept on keeping on. She was steadfast in her prayer. Hallelujah. And uh, Jesus Christ wondered whether he will find faith when he returns. When he returns, if he was to come today, will he find you in a place of faith? Will he find you still standing? Or will he find you under the rubble because the, 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 everything has collapsed, collapsed around you? You are also under the rubble. Will he find you standing? Will he find me standing? That's the big question. Hallelujah. We are talking about stability in an unstable world. The question, what happens to you? Or what do you do when life crashes in on you? When whatever you have been holding on, you have been chasing and pursuing, when, you know, when everything you know, falls through, the bottom cannot hold anymore. How do you cope? How do you cope? situations or crises reveal people. They reveal, the, they reveal how people are. They reveal the, the, the strength of people. They, re, they reveal the internal fortitude of people, whether people are strong or weak. Hmm? Can you hold on to your faith in God when life crashes in on you? That is the question this evening. Wherever you are, do you still trust him? Do you still worship the Lord? Like I said, many have, have, they have thrown in the towel. Some of them were worshippers, some of them were servers, some of them were whatever they were doing in the house of the Lord, they, are, they throw in everything. Do you still serve him? When the going gets tough, what do you do? There's this song we used to sing, we used to dance. I, I think, I don't, I, I forget the guy who, who, who sang it. When the going gets tough, the tough gets... Eh? When the tough gets going, it's the going that get tough. I think it was Billy Ocean. Some of you are wondering, who, what is Billy Ocean? Instead of giving up, child of God, God wants you and I to have a steadfast spirit. Hallelujah. A steadfast spirit. Being steadfast in the face of commotion. He wants you to be resolute. He wants you to be commitment. This evening, I come to call people back to commitment. I call to come to, to call you back to, 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 to dedication, to persistence like that old uh, widow that Jesus talk, uh, talked about, to determination. God wants you to, to have determination, to be faithful, even when things are not working well. Hallelujah. Irrespective of what goes on in your world, God wants you to remain steadfast. He wants you to walk steadfastly. 
Did you hear that? The Bible speaks of a king called Jotham in 2 Chronicles chapter 27, verse 6. 2 Chronicles chapter 27, verse 6. I hope I can bring that there. The Bible says that Jotham grew powerful. Why? Because he walked steadfastly before the Lord his God. When we walk steadfastly in the midst of chaos, we become powerful. What makes you powerful is steadfastness. Hallelujah. That, that's what makes you a powerful woman. That, that's what makes you um, an indomitable person, an indomitable woman of God, a Christian of God, a servant of God. The devil, you, you, you begin to confuse the enemy. For him, he thinks that the more he throws at you, the more you, and indeed, many, many give in. But those who resist, those who keep on keeping on, my God, those ones grow powerful. They grow stronger. And that's why David prayed um, after he had sinned, after he had fallen short of the glory of God. He prayed. He prayed that the Lord may renew the steadfast spirit in him. Hallelujah. That is in, we find that in, um, we find that in, uh, in, uh, in, 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 in uh, Psalm 51. Psalm 51. What is David saying? Say, create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. I'm trying to bring that scripture here, but something is not happening right in my, in, in my machine here. Pray for me in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that everything may go well. Hmm? Create in me a clean heart. That's why he, he prays in Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This evening, may the Lord renew a steadfast spirit within you. May he renew a steadfast spirit in me, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. He is praying for a right spirit. Other versions will call it a right spirit. A steadfast spirit is a right spirit. The Hebrew word for steadfastness there means, you know, a determined spirit. David is praying for a determined spirit. He's saying, Lord, make me firm. Make me a stable man in this instability. Make me a firmly resolved man. He says, I want to be marked by firm determination. I want to be marked by firm resolution. In other words, he's saying, make, establish me, Lord. I want to be unshakable. That's what God wants you to become, unshakable in the midst of a shaking. Hmm? Another meaning for, uh, the, for uh, another meaning for, 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 for steadfastness in the Hebrew means long-lasting. I want to be long-lasting. May God make us long-lasting. May he make us durable in our faith. Do you understand what, what I'm saying, child of God? You have to be stable. You have to be stable. You have to be long-lasting. In other words, you have to outlast the storm. We have got to outlast the pandemic. We have got to outlast that sickness in Jesus' mighty name. Why? Because of the stability that God is giving us. David says, I want permanence. 
when the variables, all the variables are gone, I want to remain standing. When the dust has settled, because the, there will be chaos, you know, I want to remain standing. Have you ever seen these videos where we have got, you know, these action videos, we have got these powerful guys, and there is chaos all over the place. They shoot the guy, I don't know how many bullets, but after the, everything around him is grumbling. But somehow you see him waking up, getting up and standing because he is steadfast. Hallelujah. I know that the world and all these things that I have are going to pass away. They will. What do you do when they disappear? When all the money you made disappears? What do you do when your body, you know, rebels against you? What do you do? We still have to remain steadfast in our faith. Hallelujah. I could lose everything because apart everything because everything apart from God is temporal. Everything apart from God is temporal. So if you have been building your faith or your life on the temporal, guess what? When the temporal goes, it's like you have lost ground. You have nowhere to stand. That's why Jesus Christ talked about the man who built his house upon the sand. All these things of the all of the world are just like sand. They are sinking sand. So when the storm, when the floods came, guess what happened? The house fell flat. But then he juxtaposed that with the other person who built his house on the rock. Hallelujah. So where are you building? And what are you building? Listen, I want to be steadfast, looking to that which is imperishable. Hallelujah. That's where I want to be. I want to be looking at that which is imperishable in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. The annihilation of perishables will not discourage me in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. They will not discourage me in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. They will disappear, but I will not be discouraged in the name of Jesus. I will not be discouraged. You must not be discouraged in Jesus' mighty name. This is how Paul puts it, by the way, as he writes to the Corinthians in, chap in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Hallelujah. Are you ready for that? In the Amplified, this is what he says. I don't know that you can read that. He says, therefore, we do not become discouraged. We do not become spiritless. We do not become disappointed or afraid because things have gone the other way. They have gone south. He said, though our outer man, our outer self is progressively, progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. Do you understand? He says, why? Verse 17, for our, our momentary light distress, he calls it light in comparison to the glory that God is preparing for us. He says, for our momentary light distress, this passing trouble, it is passing, child of God. That trouble is passing. It's not here to remain. It's not permanent. It's not eternal. Hallelujah. It is, it is passing. He says this momentary light distress that is passing away 
that is passing away is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, <laughs> surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor and an endless blessedness. That is what is coming through for you. If you remain steadfast, Then he concludes in verse in so, with that in mind, we do not look at the things which are seen. No, that's not where we fix our gaze. That's not where we fix our hope. But on the things that are unseen. Why? For the things which are visible are temporal. They are just brief. They are just fleeting. But the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Do you hear that? And this is how he puts it in the message. So, we are not giving up. Just because things are topsy-turvy, we are not giving up. We are stable. We shall remain stable. Where I, when I grew up in, in, in some African country, they used to have load shedding. These load shedding is electricity, you know, um, they used to ration electricity because they did not have enough electricity. So electricity would just go anytime. Anytime the electricity would go. And guess what? That rampant and that you know eruption of electricity can can damage your appliances. So what would what was the solution? To avoid that, you had to buy what is called a stabilizer. <laughs> to stabilize your current. Sometimes there was a surge, it would be a surge, you know, electricity would just come. So you, you buy a stabilizer. To, to, to so that even if there is chaos on the grid, your appliance remains intact. And that is what we need this, this evening. We need the stabilizing spirit of God in our lives that we may remain steadfast in the face of surges out there. So we are not giving up. The message says, how could we? How can we give up? How can, we, how can I give up serving the Lord? How can I give up preaching? Because just because the pandemic is around, because things have gone, I, I, everything may go. But I can't. I can I'm not gonna lose. You know uh, what God has given me, what the mandate that He has given me. It says even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, the center cannot hold. <laughs> on the inside, we, where God is making a new life, not a day goes by without His unfolding grace. We sang that song earlier. Every day. We experience his manifold, unfolding grace. You understand? He says these hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming goodness, the lavish celebration prepared for us. <laughs> I like the way he puts it. He says there is far more than meets the eye. Do not be deceived by what you see, because what you see, the things that you see are here tomorrow, today, and they are not here tomorrow. But the things that we cannot see, will last forever. They will last forever. So where are your eyes? Are they fixed on the things that are disappearing today? David prayed his prayer in Psalm 51 verse 10. That's what he was praying for. He was praying for a renewal of this spirit of steadfastness in him. He wanted to be renewed. He was praying, Lord, renew me. Re-establish me. 
restore me and make me new, he was praying. Renew my steadfastness in you. Renew my steadfastness in you. Renew my steadfastness in you. Hallelujah. And this is what he says. As a matter of fact, he has a testimony. In Psalm 57, verse 7, he has a testimony. This is what he says in, 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 in Psalm 57, verse 7. He says, my heart is steadfast. Because God, God answered, answered him. When you pray, God answers. So a time came when he says, my heart is now steadfast. My heart is steadfast. And because of I'm steadfast, I will sing and make melody. How does one sing? How does one make melody when there's chaos around him? How do you even worship? How can you, you know, exalt the Lord when things are falling apart around you? The only way you can do it is when your heart is steadfast on the Lord. In other words, your, 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 your praise, your worship is not predicated on the status of things around you, whether things are okay. Some people just worship. When you see people worshiping the Lord, you know that, you know, uh, things are fine. But when things are going south, they lose the song. They lose the song. You remember the children of Israel were challenged to sing in the foreign land. They say, how can we sing in the foreign land? How? They had hung up. They have, some of us have hung. The harps have hung. Our guitars have hung. Our voices in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, this evening, by the grace of God, I command you to go back and, 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 and pull down whatever you have, you have hung up. You know, your praise. Bring back your praise in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. You've got to outpraise the situation, my friend, because you are steadfast. Paul and Silas, they are in prison. They are fettered, they are chained, they are, their feet are chattered, fettered rather, they are, they are, their hands are fettered. Let me tell you, as long as you still have a mouth, as long as you still have a voice, let the enemy fetter and, 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 and tie whatever he ties. But as long as I still have a mouth, I will outpraise the chains. I will outpraise the fetters in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Bible declares that at midnight hour, when they praised and worshipped him, guess what happened? The chains began to fall off. Why did they praise God in prison? Because they were steadfast in God. Another person would be asking God, I have been, you know why, do you know why they were in prison in the first place? They were in prison because they, were, they had been serving God. Because they had been preaching. Somebody would have been in a corner, you know, in a pity party asking God, Lord, Lord I've been working for you. I've served you all these years. And this is, what, this is how you repay me. Is this how you repay me? No way. These guys were steadfast in the Lord. They knew that the Lord would come through for them. Just like the, the three Hebrew boys who were asked to, to bow down to that image in, in, of Nebuchadnezzar. They said, no, we are not going to do that. I don't care where you throw us in the furnace, they said. Throw us there however much you want. But... We know that our God, we have got steadfast faith in our God that he will come through for us. Heck, even if he doesn't come through for us, we're not going to bow. You understand? That should be your prayer. That should be my prayer, child of God. Make me a steadfast woman. Make me a steadfast Christian. Make me a steadfast husband. Make me a steadfast minister. Make, make me a steadfast man. Steadfast Christians are unfazed. 
by situations. They are immovable. They are unshakable. And that's where God wants us to be. In places where we unfaithful, like I told you earlier, the Bible says that the days in which we are are evil. What does that mean? That even things worse, worse than this pandemic will come. What are you going to do? We have to be unfaithful knowing that we, we have got a God who is above all them. Immovable, unshakable. Steadfast Christians remain stable on the inside, even when on the external conditions have become unstable. They don't change. They will serve the Lord the same way they did before the change, before the circumstances. They will give to the Lord. They will serve the Lord. They will worship the Lord. They will praise the Lord. They will do what they did before. They will not dance to the tune of the world. They do not dance to the tune of the circumstances. They remain resolute in faith, in their faith in God. How have you, you know, behaved? How have you reacted to this pandemic, to the things that surround you, that sickness? A Christian who is steadfast is resolute in God, in their faith in God, because they are rooted in a firm foundation. They are confident that the storm will pass and that the God in whom they trust will come through for them. They are confident. And that's the confidence that you and I must be praying for. People with a steadfast spirit fear nothing at all. They fear nothing at all. They fear nothing at all. We can find that in, if you go to Psalm, Psalm 46. Let's pull that down. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Are you there? So the Bible says, the psalmist says, God is our refuge. He is our refuge. You need to know that. Say after me, God is my refuge. God is my strength. He is a very present help in time of trouble. He is always there. He is always there. He is not on a holiday somewhere. No. He is not at a beach somewhere. He is always there. He is with you. And with that knowledge, the psalmist says, therefore, we will not fear. Hmm. We will not be afraid. We will not be moved. In other words, we will be stable because we are steadfast in the Lord. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Can you imagine? Just picture mountains, Mount Everest disappearing and being moved into the sea. It says, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at their swelling. <laughs> it says, there is a river. There is a river. He's steadfast. He knows that there is a river. There is a God. There is a God who is going to make him glad. The holy habitation of the Most High God. He says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. She shall not be moved. Why? Because God will help her at dawn. In the right time, God will come through for you. That is the steadfastness I'm talking about. Let us pray for that steadfastness in the name of Jesus Christ in the face of an unstable world. You understand what I'm saying? Psalm 112 says, Psalm 112, Psalm 112,
verse 7. Psalm 12, verse 7. He says, he, he talks, he's talking about a man or a woman who will not fear bad news. They will not fear bad news. Why? Because God is in their midst. God is in their midst. God is in their midst. Why? Because his heart is steadfast. His heart is trusting God confidently. His heart is relying on the Lord. Therefore, he does not fear. Whatever comes, you know, whatever comes. In, uh, in Swahili, they say, come and buy and buy. They are unfazed. <laughs> you understand that? Pray this evening for the spirit of steadfastness in your life. See, God keeps people with a steadfast spirit in peace. Yeah, peace. That's why, that's why the Bible speaks about the peace that surpasses all understanding. How can you be peaceful when there's chaos? And Jesus Christ taught us that, that, that lesson when he was with the disciples on that lake. He said, let's go to the other side. They enter into the boat. The moment they're in the middle of the, of the sea, everything, you know, the storms rise. There's a tempest. And it is blowing and hitting against this ship. But the moment Jesus Christ entered this boat, where did he go? He went to sleep. He was steadfast because he had spoken about the other side. For him, they were already on the other side. And the Bible says that these guys panicked like crazy. What was he doing? He was peaceful. He was peaceful. Steadfast, a person with a steadfast spirit has got peace. God gives him peace. <laughs> when things are, are, when there are pieces all over the place, he is in peace. Uh, Isaiah 26, verse 3 in the Amplified, it says, he, he, God will keep in a perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast. The one whose mind is what? Is steadfast. The one who's committed and focused on him, the Lord will give him peace. So if you are lacking in peace, it is an indicator that you are not steadfast in him. <laughs> you are not steadfast in him. You need to be a man or woman who is peaceful in the midst of chaos. Hallelujah. Steadfastness. Where does steadfastness come from? Steadfastness is a fruit of patience. It's a fruit of patience. People who are not patient, they are not steadfast. They are jumping up and up and down. Today they are here, tomorrow they are there. They are just they, they are just running all over the place. But a steadfast person is patient. They will wait. They will wait, knowing that their God is coming through. The Bible says, "Those who wait upon the Lord, they will do what they will renew their strength." What is patience? That word in Hebrew means stretch. They will stretch. You stretch and stretch and stretch. Have you stretched a rubber band? Mm -hmm. You have got to be that. You have got to be elastic. The devil will throw all things at you, but you, you will stretch and stretch and not break. That word patience means to await. You hope and wait for something. You hope. So steadfast men, steadfast women are those who wait. They know how to wait. 
they know how to wait. The Greek word for, for patience is to be even-tempered, to be even-tempered while enduring trying circumstances. You, are, you don't lose it because there are people who lose it. You don't want to find this person when things are not right. Otherwise, they, they, will, they will step on you. They will, uh, they will kill you. They will <laughs> Have you ever seen somebody who's even-tempered, you, you wouldn't know that things are not right with him. He does not wear his troubles on his sleeves or in his face. That's, that's the kind of person we're talking about. They will preach as though they have millions on their account. They will worship the Lord. They will lead service. They will do all sorts of things as though things are okay. Yet things are going south. They are even tempered. Why? Because they are stable. They are stable. They have got steadfast. They have got a steadfast spirit within them. Such people exhibit eternal, internal and, 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 ex, and, and external control in difficult circumstances. Internally, they have got control. On the external, they have got control, even in terrible, terrible circumstances. And it takes patience to do that. They are steadfast. Talk about endurance, 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 bearing up under hardship persecution, sickness, and pandemics. It takes patience. It takes patience. It takes patience. And Paul speaks about this using his own experience. He tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 11, he speaks about his persecutions. He speaks about the sufferings that he went to that happened to him in Antioch. Some happened to him in another place called Iconium. And, uh, uh, others in Lystra. He was persecuted. He says all sorts of persecutions. All manner of persecutions. Name them. He says I endured them. Oh my God. I endured them. And he says and the Lord delivered me from all of them. A steadfast woman, a steadfast man will be delivered of the Lord. He will deliver you. He will come through for you in the name of Jesus. Pray this evening for a steadfast spirit in the name of Jesus. Peter writes about patience and he says it's a gracious thing to have patience. It's a gracious. It's gracious. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19, 1 Peter 2, 19, he says, for this is a gracious thing. When the mind of God hmm? One endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. Enduring while you are suffering is a gracious thing. <laughs> it takes the grace of God. Persevering beneath a heavy burden. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Remaining calm, fully persuaded that God will come through for you. That is patience. This evening, are you under immense pressure? Are you in serious and untold pain right now? Are you tired and weary? I have got news for you. Remain steadfast. Remain steadfast. Remain calm. Fear not. For God is about to come through for you. God is about to come through for you.
He will come through for you. Bible says, say to the weary one, fear not, your Lord is about to come. He will come through for you. James, in his writings, calls for patience. Most of his writings talk about patience. And while talking about patience, he uses an analogy of a farmer. Because a farmer is a person who has got patience. Because if you, if you do not have patience, you cannot be a farmer. You cannot. Because a farmer is one who got the garden and sow seeds, believing that he's going to reap. But you do not put a seed into the ground and go back the next day for harvest. You don't. <laughs> so he says in James chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. James chapter 5, verse 7 to 8. Let's see whether we can pull that. Hallelujah. Yeah. Ha, there we are. Can you see that? He says what? Be patient. <laughs> Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. Be patient until he comes through for you. We know that God is going to come through for us at the end. He's going to come. But even before the end, he's going to come through for you. In your circumstances, he'll come through for you. So he says, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. See the farmer. What does he do? He waits patiently for the autumn and the spring rains. He's waiting. He's waiting. And let me tell you, your harvest, you know, the period that you wait for the harvest is dependent on the seed that you are sowing. Because the seeds that I'm sowing may not be the seeds that you are sowing. They're not the same. The one who, you know, sows maize and the one who sows onions, the waiting period may not be the same. So just because the other person is harvesting does not mean that you should panic. Maybe he sowed something that comes up that, 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 that you know, uh, that yields fruit quickly. We, you may not be harvesting another person. When, I mean, when people are testifying, because when somebody is testifying and some of us begin to, to think, oh God, where are you for me? Where are you? Where are you? No, 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 no. Do not worry. Just remain resolute. Remain steadfast. Be patient and stand firm. He said, why? Because the Lord is coming. He will come through for you. Your harvest will come. Your harvest will come. Your harvest will come, child of God. Your harvest will come. Do not panic. When it is happening in, 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 in other people's lives, don't panic. When it's not happening for you, don't panic. Don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. You understand that? Steadfastness is rewarded. There is a reward when you are steadfast. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> That's what they say. How do you wait? You are steadfast. You are waiting for this bus, you know, and it's in winter and it's not coming. Others are crossing all over the place, but you, you keep waiting. Say, so good things will come for you. They will come through for you. James puts it this way and it says in James chapter 1, verse 2, verse 12, he says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. 
what does this man do? He remains steadfast. Because trials, I think it's uh, James again who says, you know, count it joy when, try, when you, 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 you are faced with manifold uh, trials and, and temptations. Count it joy because there's something that they are doing. There's something that they are doing in you. If you remain steadfast under trial, hmm? for when you, st you stand the test, you will receive the crown of life, which God has promised those who love him. There is a prize. There is a prize. There is a prize, my friend. Hallelujah. He continues to say, in James chapter 5, verse 11, he says, Behold, we consider those blessed. Who are blessed? Those who remained steadfast. They are blessed. Steadfastness breeds or begets blessings. He says you have heard of the steadfastness of Job. In the subsequent Fridays, we're going to be talking about Job, by the way. Steadfastness of Job. Job was a steadfast man. And he says, you know, you, and, 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 and you have seen the purpose of the Lord. Hmm? How the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Steadfastness brings blessings. Steadfast people like Job are people who have marshaled the power and the internal fortitude to withstand hardship or stress. That is a true Christian. Jesus Christ ourself was the epitome of suffering. If he did not have the internal fortitude, if he, not, if he had not marshaled that power, he would never have gone to the cross. Steadfast people like Job have pers a, pers a persevering endurance. The endurance is persevering. It's not letting, they don't let up. Why? Because they haven't, they have ex patient expectation with hope. Hmm? <laughs> they keep on keeping on knowing that tomorrow, maybe tomorrow God will come through. Maybe he will come through. The Bible speaks of the man, Abraham, who was growing in age, but he had a promise. The Bible says that he did not waver in his waiting. He did not waver in his he did not waver in unbelief. He hoped against hope. Why? Because he had persevering endurance. Such people are conditioned to stay the course. They keep on keeping on. They either keep on keeping on or they tarry. They wait. That's why Jesus Christ talked about his disciples. Tarry in Jerusalem and wait for the promise. The promise for the promise to come, they had to tarry. They had to wait. They had to be steadfast in the upper room. You understand? I know that there are many who waited in that room, but many gave up. But those who waited, good things will come through them. They will, they will be blessed. Such a blessed. Tarry and wait for the promise. Wait. Wait. Such people are blessed. You need to be blessed with enduring patience, child of God. Pray for enduring, endure, enduring patience this evening. 
some people cannot, that's why people cannot, you know, uh, remain in relationships. You begin to wonder why people um, uh, re remain married for over 60 years. It is it's not because the other person is good. It's because of enduring patience. They are patient. They wait. They wait. They are steadfast. So Paul appeals to the Philippians. In, chapter, in Philippians chapter 4, he says, stand, stand fast in the Lord, dear friends. Stand fast in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord, child of God. Stand firm. Hallelujah. Now, Peter also writes about steadfastness. But while he's, when he's writing about steadfastness, he taps into something. He wants you and I to be alert. To be alert. Because the enemy will use circumstances like this, you know, to, 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 to tip you over. If you are not alert, you cannot, you lose your ground. You lose your ground. This is what he says, First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10. This is what he says. He says, the suffering won't last forever. The suffering won't last forever. It won't last forever. It won't be long. It won't be long. Just keep cool. I think I need to. We need. We need to look at it in the um, in the in the in the message. The message Bible. The message Bible. I think puts it quite well for us. Let's let's look for the message Bible, and read from verse eight to to, to eleven. Hallelujah. Father, give us that scripture. There we are. In the in the message, listen to what he says in the message from verse eight. He says, "Keep a cool head." <laughs> keep a cool head when the heat is turned up what do you do keep a cool head steady people steadfast people are those who keep a cool head stay alert why because the devil is poised to pounce he's poised to pounce and you'd like nothing better than to catch you napping <laughs> hallelujah Stay alert. That's why Jesus talked to his disciples and said, you know, pray and watch. Pray and watch that you may not enter into temptation. Keep your guard up, my friend. Keep your guard up. You are not only the, <laughs> you are not the only ones, he says, who are plunged into these hard times. No. Some of us behave that, that like it's only us that are going through thick and thin. No, 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 no. All over the world, people are going through thick and thin. And as a matter of fact, there are those who are going through more hard times than you are. Some of us, some of us the things we call essentials, oh, we don't have that essential. To other people, it's a luxury. So he says it's the same in the world with the Christians all over. It's the same. It's the same. So what should you do? He says, so keep, keep a grip firm on the faith. Child of God. If you take any word from this message this evening, that is the sentence. Keep a grip firm on the faith. Hold on with everything that you have within you. Because the enemy is trying to make you lose your grip. 
And like I said earlier, many have lost the grip. Hold on and keep that firm grip, that, 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 that grip firm. Why? Because the, the, this suffering won't last forever. He says, it will not take long before the gracious and generous God who has great plans for you in Christ Jesus comes through for you. He will come through for you. He will restore you. He will make you strong. He will make you firm. He will make you steadfast if you pray and ask him that. That you may be a man who remains resolute in your faith. Hold on firm. Have you ever been in a, in a, roller, a roller coaster ride? Hmm? If you are in a roller coaster ride and you're not holding on firm, my friend, you may, you may plunge to your death. And life is a roller coaster. So this evening we are going to pray. We're going to pray. The question is, I'm asking, I'm asking you, is your patience so stretched to breaking point as we speak this evening? Paul writes to the Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 5, and he says, May the Lord direct you, your hearts, to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Jesus Christ. We need to tap into the steadfastness of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. Steadfastness of Jesus. That's what we need. Amen. And the steadfastness of Jesus Christ is well uh, exemplified in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that we are surrounded. There are men and women who went to be with the Lord who are in heaven already. Men and women, the Bible is littered with men, these men and women. They are, they are all over the place in the Bible. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, hmm, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance. Run with endurance. Run with steadfastness. Doing what? Looking to Jesus Christ, the founder of our faith, the perfecter of our faith. Hmm? Who ran his race perfectly? He ran his race with endurance. How did he do it? Because he looked further than the problems. He looked further than, uh, the, than, the, the, than the circumstances. He looked far and looked at the joy that was set before him. On the other side of the problem, there is joy. On the other side of the hindrance, there is joy. So he looked at the joy. When you look at the joy, you will minimize the hindrances. You will mi minimize, you will endure whatever the devil puts in, whatever the enemy puts in your path. You will endure. Whatever life throws at you, you'll endure. Because you know that there's a joy. At the end of this, there's a joy. There is a crown of life. So because of that, he despised the shame. With your eyes fixed on the joy, you begin to despise whatever is in your path. And because he did, he sat at the right hand of God, the Father. You understand, child of God? So you're going to say after me this evening, Lord, come on, say, Lord, give me your patience. 
Lord, give me your patience. Because mine is running out. Lord, renew a steadfast spirit in me. Lord, establish me so I can remain firm in you. Establish me so I can remain firm in my faith in you. Establish me in my worship of you. Establish me in my service to you, my Father God. Now begin to speak to your soul right now and say, My soul, my soul, be still, my soul. Be steadfast, my soul. Be strong, my soul. Be firm, my soul. For my God will surely come through for me. He will surely come through for my family. My God will come through for my community. My God will come through for my church. My God will come through for my country. My God will come through for the whole world. Begin to tell my, your soul to be firm. Tell your soul that this too shall pass away. This, even, this sickness shall pass away. This illness shall pass away. This pandemic shall pass away. Therefore, I will not fear. I will not fret. I will not lose hope. I will not despair. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I will not be stressed. I command stress to leave the children of God right now. I command despair to leave you right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I will not lose my mind. Many Christians have lost their minds. They are no longer as stable as they are. Mentally, they are unstable. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I come against every mental disability stability in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God like Job I will say you must say that I know that my redeemer lives and because I know that my redeemer lives I will remain steadfast I will hold on I will remain firm because a steadfast spirit has been renewed in me in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God you believe that we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And somebody says, Amen, and Amen, and Amen. Hallelujah. You cannot give up. You cannot let up. You've got to keep on going. You've got to keep on uh, uh, soldiering on because he has renewed the right spirit in us in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Amen, and Amen, and Amen. Remain resolute. Remain strong. Defy the enemy. Shame and despise every hindrance that he places in your path. And the blessings that we spoke about, that crown of life will be yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give him a clap offering if you believe that. Give him a clap offering in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon. And I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London Changing Lives, Building Dreams Until next time, 